0: I'm going to record the um, the, uh, the 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 English lecture. So, uh, good morning. Uh, we today we are going to be talking, uh, f- taking information, discussing uh, from this book important matters. And as you can see, I'm, I'm kind of a, not very coordinated for holding stuff up in front of the computer. Today we're on page forty-one in this book. For those of you who have a copy of it, and uh, and this is where we are with the French Sangha. Or we're studying this and uh, today we've got a couple of new people joining us. So um, we hope that this information might be interesting and uh, maybe something that you've not heard before. So in the Lotus Sutra, the text of the Lotus Sutra begins, Thus have I heard. And um, so once you get past the title and translator notes and everything, the. Uh, uh, very first words of the Lotus Sutra are "Thus have I heard," and this is Ananda. Ananda, one of the Buddha's uh, main disciples, major disciples, who is saying, "Thus have I heard." And as we read the text in English, it sounds like it sounds like uh, that all that follows is what he heard. But uh, Nitran and actually Chihi before Nitrin from the 5th century um, uh, in China uh, interpret this to mean that Myoho-renge-kyo, which is the title of the Lotus Sutra, uh, the Chinese uh, characters, the Chinese pronunciation of the Sarampundarika Pundarika Sutra, Myoho-renge-kyo uh, is actually what Ananda heard. And everything that follows after Thus Have I Heard is an explanation of myoho renge When we read it, Thus Have I Heard and Everything That Follows, we think that that we think that the explanation is a uh, uh, primary uh, direction of the Thus Have I Heard. But in actuality, myoho-renge-kyo is the, is the primary direction of what was heard. myoho I'm going to read directly from the book here. The Lotus Sutra begins with the phrase, thus have I heard. We may interpret it to mean that the text that follows is the teaching and in so doing, ignore or pass over the title of Myoho uh, Many readers that's, you know, you don't you know what the book is called. And so you start reading, it's Harry Potter and you start reading, or it's Moby Dick and you start reading. And, uh, and this is really not what we should be doing. We should be doing myoho dengekyo, thus have I heard. To do so would be an error, as what is, was heard was the title, myoho dengekyo, with the text following an explanation. The title is the teaching. The text is an explanation of what the teaching means. So both the title and the text are deeply connected and both are necessary. We can't do one without the other. Uh, and you know, the more we study, the more we learn uh, how that relationship uh, exists and deepens and what it means to us. So both the title and the text are deeply connected and both are necessary. myoho renge is, we could think of it as the uh, we can think of it as <coughs> the key to unlock a door, or if we want to take the analogy a little bit further, we could we could uh, take it to be the the um, uh, the mechanism. Uh, I'm sorry, Mill holding a is the key, and the text that follows is the inner workings, the mechanism of the lock and we stick the key, myoho-renge-kyo, into the lock, and we turn it and click, and then we can open the door. And we open the door to our enlightenment. Through the, through the combination of myoho-renge-kyo, the text, and our application of that text, how we use it, how we study it, how we understand its meaning, especially in our life. So, uh, one moment, please. So, now, uh, whether you say Nam-myoho-renge-kyo or namu mu myoho renge there's a little bit of difference, but uh, fundamentally there's, there's no significant difference. So, uh, the, the proper word is namu. mu There's two characters up there, uh, na mu and then it's myoho renge uh, The One of the, I guess you could say, the characteristics of the Japanese language is uh, when, when a, uh, so to end a word in Japanese, there is always a vowel, vowel sound. And occasionally it'll be an n sound, which is an n. It's, you know, we go n, we go n, but in Japan they go n, that's an n, not an m. So, um, so and when they say words fast, the final vowel sound, which is mu for Namu, the final vowel sound mu, sort of elides, and and, and uh, uh, Maxwell, as a linguistic, uh, ling- a linguist ma- major, I'm sure that you can perhaps appreciate the way um, the way, way languages work. So it when uh, when it, we're going fast, and the SCI generally does go fast, and it's not my place to comment on that. Uh, the mu gets, it vanishes sort of, but it's still there. Technically, it's still there. So there's no such thing as na mu, I mean na, or na myoho ringe It's always na mu myoho ringe That's the way it's written. And uh, na mu doesn't mean anything. If you take those Japanese characters, and they're just characters to transmit the sound that we make for na mu. Now, namu comes from the, the way the Japanese heard and abbreviate namaste, nama, nama, and they go namu because nama doesn't sound good to them; it doesn't correspond or fit with their language sensibilities and the way they construct their language. Now, for us Westerners, it doesn't matter because we're barbarians anyway, and we'll we'll just say things we want to. Um, Except for Davy in the in London, and you know the the Brits always are very intelligent in their language. So um, so anyway, so but the word is na mu Now na mu, and I'm I'm going to be starting to write a my 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 ambitious goal for this year is to finish up two books. Uh, to uh, actually to begin one and finish up the other. I have currently in work name of Buddha and, or the name of Buddha. And, uh, <coughs> and this, this, uh, so this is a more mystical spiritual experience of the Lotus Sutra and our practice. And then, uh, one that, uh, I've got a lot of, a lot of it written in my brain and I'm eager to get started. And this will be Namu and you, because this is really important to understand Namu is you. Yeah, it means Namaste. It stands for Namaste. Namaste, we, under, we, we know to mean devotion, revere, respect, honor, all of those, all of those action words to express our relationship to something. So Namu is our relationship to no holding kyo uh, We can't really separate the two. Namu is you. What's your relationship? If you say, I devote myself, I revere, I honor the Lotus Sutra, and then you go out and start cussing somebody out, that's your myoho renge you cussing somebody out. Now, we don't find that in the Lotus Sutra. So your devotion, your namu, your namaste, is in disharmony, discord with your myoho renge And so we, you know, we can think about this. What are my behaviors like? What does my life look like when I'm not all, you know, all spiritual in front of the Gohonzon? What does our life look like, (laughs) you know? Um, I know mine doesn't always look like Myoho Renge Kyo. (laughs) I try and I'm better than I used to be. And hopefully I can continue to get better. Hopefully I have some more time to do that. And, um, and so that's, that's our practice. Chanting namu myoho denge is is fundamental. That's what sort of tunes up our inner guitar strings there, Bill. Um, maybe you could appreciate that as a bass guitar instructor. It's our practice of the martial arts. Uh, you know, it's repeating, repeating, and repeating. Practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. And so chanting Namu Myoho Renge Kyo is the perfect practice. And then we slowly make effort to make our manifest Myoho Renge Kyo align with the textual instruction of Myoho Renge Kyo. So the text Myoho Renge Kyo is how we should live. And Myoho Renge Kyo itself is the, is the teaching of our life. And Namu is how we participate in that. <laughs> you know, do we go out and be assholes or do we go out and try to be Buddhas? Buddhist, that is our myoho That's how our Namu relates to that. The more closely that we can get Namu our namu, in line with the text of the myoho-renge-kyo and therefore manifest and reveal the title myoho renge the closer we become to enlightened. So this is important. You know, we, we often don't think, we think namu myoho-renge-kyo is just a collection of words and maybe we know what they mean, you know, roughly somebody told us it means Devotion to the wonderful uh, Lotus Sutra, or the wonderful Dharma Flower Lotus Sutra, or the the Lotus Flower uh, Teaching Sutra, or however people wish to translate it. But it's it's really more than that. myohoho ringi is, is the direction of our life, and Namu is how we uh, attach to that, and uh, that's the VA calling. VA calling to remind me, I have an appointment this week, Uh, which I know, and they're quite annoying about that, but so pardon the interruption there. Um, So, so um, we have a few minutes before we need to break for our service this morning. Uh, Any questions, please. Any questions. uh, Feel free to ask any questions, comments. I'm going to go around and ask everybody for their comments. So uh, you will be speaking. That's part of the the, the rules of participating in meal Shoji.
1: <laughs> okay. I have a question. Okay, Maxwell. Yeah, sorry. I'm a really curious person. So, um, I, uh, this is not really related to what you just said, but, um, it's sort of related. Um, we'll sort it out. All right. Uh, <laughs> so um, as I'm like becoming more familiar with like different Buddhist teachings, like I know that Nichiren kind of despised people who chanted the Nembutsu and uh, Hogwash. what did Hogwash. you
0: say? Hogwash. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: You know, so, so how do we, uh, like I know some people who chant the Nembutsu and like what makes chanting nam like specifically better than chanting something else. Like, I mean, obviously they're devotions to different things. Uh, So like, how do we respect that practice? You know, I guess that's my question.
0: Okay. That's a wonderful question. Uh, You may not know this uh, about my history, but, uh, and that's okay. Uh, My history is not quite that important to to Noah. Uh, However, I uh, retired recently and uh, I continue to do some uh, chaplain work. Um, I worked at a hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina um, the, the last few years and uh, provide chaplain service. I'm a board-certified chaplain, which means I've gone through all the training and uh, written all the documents and appeared before committee to be examined and, and uh, approved or selected to be a board-certified chaplain. As a board-certified chaplain, this is different from a clergy person who might visit somebody in a hospital. As a board-certified chaplain, We provide spiritual care to anybody and everybody, wherever they are in their spiritual belief and practice. Now, as you can imagine, in North Carolina, that would be mostly Christian. So, uh, and and so, you know, that was the bulk of my work, was offering prayers for, with, on behalf of Christian patients, uh, sometimes
2: um,
0: pagan patients, um, several times I remember having, uh, pagan, uh, pagans as, uh, either the caregiver of a patient or the patient themselves. Um, agnostic, spiritual, but no religion. Um, uh, Buddhists, Buddhists who weren't Nichiren Buddhists, um, Theravadan Buddhists. Um, uh, and so, uh, what's important is what you do, you know, uh, Nietzsche did write some uh, uh, inflammatory documents about uh, the practice of nembutsu and Zen, and it was a different context then, and and they weren't really written to followers. Nietzsche's uh, letters to followers are warm, and encouraging, and embracing people where they are. And sometimes they weren't even members. Sometimes they weren't believers. And he never said, oh, you're a bad person because you do that. Um, so what he what he did say is that the government was bad government for supporting one religion over another. State-sponsored religion is always, always. It's it. it there's never been an example where state-sponsored religion. Well, I take that back. There has been uh, where state-sponsored religion works very well. Uh, in India, there was uh, there was a time when Buddhism was the model for um, the Uh, implementing of government uh, rules. But it wasn't a mandatory religion. Nobody had to practice Buddhism. It's just that the King Ahsoka believed in Buddhism and felt that Buddhism offered a humane and enlightened way to govern. But never once did he say that you had to practice this. Whereas in Japan, um, the effort was is that you had to practice Nembutsu or Zen and Nietzsche was persecuted by the government. So he is acting, he's writing these letters in reaction to the persecution that he's received. So unless you're a government person, are you a government person there, Maxwell? Are I'm you, not a government person. You're not, you're not a secret agent or anything? No. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, it could be similar to, um, to the current trend of evangelicals to think that they yeah. Um, can dictate government regulations. Yeah. Um, and, and that's harmful. Nichiren Buddhism, if it did that, it would be harmful. That would be contrary or, a, or counter to the teaching of the Lotus Sutra. So, whether you chant Nambutsu or Namu Myoho Denge that's your business. I hope that you continue to chant Namu Myoho dengekyo. Maybe you could put the two side by side, or when you're with your friends, Embrace their practice, yeah. support them in their practice. I always think, you know, I, uh, my early history uh, in, my, in my early life. Uh, in my, so I joined when I was 19. It's like 50 years ago, so probably older than most of you here, and that's okay. Um, I was in the Marine Corps at the time. Um, and uh, when I was stationed in Hawaii, I had two really good friends. Uh, in the Marine Corps. One was uh, Mormon and the other one was Baha'i. And um, we were both, we were all three of us very active in our religion. And every night we'd, after we get off duty at the the air wing and the squadron that we worked in, uh, we'd go back to the barracks, grab a quick meal at the child hall, hop on our bikes and uh, ride off into the sunset off the base on our bicycles in Hawaii uh, to go practice with our various religious traditions. And in the evening when we get home, usually maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night, we'd come back to the barracks and the three of us, we'd hang out and talk about religion all night long. <laughs> and, uh, and we weren't arguing with each other. We weren't debating the superiority of one religion over another. Um, we were just exploring what do your teachings teach in regards to this? What are your beliefs? What do you struggle with in your belief? What do you struggle with in your practice? And, and that's the kind of environment that, so, you know, you're with your friend who's Nembutsu, you know, what are you struggling with in your faith? How can I support you in your practice? That's great. Um, you know, uh, Emerson said that, uh, uh, or I'm going to paraphrase from, uh, from Emerson that, it's less important what religion we belong to, but more important how we use the spiritual practice to improve the life of mankind. You know? And uh, and so this is this is how we should look at the diversity of religion. You know, if you're not comfortable practicing Nimbutsu and you're with your friend, you can always be quiet, you know. Um, and you know who knows, maybe your, your way of practicing the myoho jo will influence them and provide them support and maybe curiosity into myoho jo, your practice. OK? Anybody else question? We've got a, maybe five more minutes that we can spare. And uh, so, uh, yes, Juan?
2: Yes, well, I wanted to answer something to Manuel. you know? About the Jews, why, etc. The first thing, Manuel, I think that.
0: There's the, no Manuel here. It's Maxwell.
2: Ah, sorry, sorry, Maxwell. Sorry. Yes. Beg pardon. Um, the, the Buddha says that the time, the, there will be a time for a kind of teaching, the Sutra Lotus, the Namyo Rengekyo, the Daimoku, right? So let's say that if you want to go to Paris, there are different ways to arrive there, but maybe there is one shorter than the other, more direct. So if we believe what the Buddha says, and says that the time, it will be a certain time where the the, the shortcut to practice will be the Sutra of Lotus, you know? So that's that's an, an answer, why to use one, but now everybody is sensitive to something else, and he will, if he studied the Buddhism and says that, and, and follow the teaching and discover that, the teaching of uh, Nisho and Darshani and how we put in evidence that it was the, the, the sutra of Lotus practicing uh, nam myo right? You can understand that, or you can be motivated to say, well, I'm going to try this one because maybe it could be quicker for me or better for me, you know? That's my, the way I'm seeing the things.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, uh, I could respond to that, but I'd rather just leave that hanging there. Um, there's uh, some some corrections to be made, but uh, they're minor. It, uh, anybody else? Uh, Davy, Trey, Bill. Yeah, it just it, it's nice.
1: I like the the kind of explanation with the lock that Mihoyo Rengika is the key, and what's to be unlocked is the yeah the following twenty eight chapters,
3: which is the. I like that. It's easy. <laughs> I love things like that because it you know it,
0: yeah it sticks in my mind and it, it makes it more simple and I can understand it right. I haven't thought of it like that before. I like. Okay. Well, good. Well, uh, hopefully you learned something today. Trey. Oh yeah. I was just sitting here reflecting on the, the fact that you had mentioned, you know, that, you know, practice, it takes practice. You know, we can't, we can't just open this up and say, you know, I'm going to live completely a hundred percent according to the Lotus, Sutra without fail today. You know, it takes time. And that's, there's been a little bit of a challenge with me in the beginning because I was like, I'm not a perfect Buddhist right now. Like, I'm, I'm not good at this or, you know, I don't think I can do it. And it's always good to have that reminder that it is a practice. It's not a perfection. Bill. Thank you, Trey. Bill. Actually I'm going to go on with
3: what, uh, Trey had to say. And I think more important things that, uh, we encounter and everything, um, and particularly with like the Eightfold Path, I like the term skillful rather than right, particularly with our upbringing in America. Basically, if, if you were born in America, you're basically brought up in some sort of Christian ethos, and there's a big difference between skillful and right all the time. Uh, it's, it's skillful is how you negotiate through things, and your interpretation of something might even be different to get you through two different situations. I think that that's really about all I have, but I really think that, that to me, that's really important distinction is skillful, uh, the skillful and equality. I'm still sorting through that from the book on the such as, suchnesses, which <laughs> is a lot there, but th- that's, those are two things that are really important the suchness. Now they are to me because I'm trying to sort them out. Such this isn't skillful rather than right. Mm-hmm. So making a right-hand turn with a car when you should be making a left. <laughs> you know, you even have to turn. Uh, you even have to make a right-hand turn sometimes to pass a car on the racetrack down the road here. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, just a brief tangent here, since Bill brought up brought – up, uh, So, for Maxwell's benefit, uh, the 10 suchnesses, he's talking about the Nyose son, Nyose Show, Nyose Tai, Nyose Riki. And I, last year, the tail end of, no, it was earlier this year, uh, published a short little book uh, on the 10 suchnesses. Um, So, you know, if someone is starving, has been starving, and uh, uh, maybe a forced starvation, And we want to prepare a feast for them. Well, a skillful feast would be just a small bowl of rice or something easy to digest. The unskillful feast would be to prepare this big banquet to try and fill them back up all of a sudden. And the small bowl of rice would be equal to a banquet to a person who's uh, suffered from starvation. You know, when you come off of a fast, you don't just go pig out. Um, that could be very harmful or painful. You take a small bite of rice, small bowl of rice or maybe whatever your tradition or is available. I mean, there are other things that might be uh, as good. I'm not a dietitian, so I can't say, but I do know that filling up the void of the starvation We might think a feast would be most appropriate. Let's get them filled up. (laughs) Uh, But the real feast would be a small bowl of rice. So that's one way to consider. Hossein, do you have something you want to say? And then we're going to uh, close it up and begin our service. We'll let you have the final word there. Hossein? No sound. Turn your microphone on.
1: I'm okay with what uh, David said before. I like this uh, picture, the yes. key to open the door. The most important is not find the door, but f- first to
0: have the key. Yes, yes. So, um, oh, what did I just do? I didn't want to do that. Ah, there we go. Um, so, well, no. I'm trying to get, oh, I know what I need to do. Okay, there. Uh, So when I record the video, it primarily just records the speaker in one view. And what I did is I wanted to switch the view on my computer so that we can have all the people's, all the face tiles up and um, we'll close out our service. So um, again, this is a short service this morning, a short Dharma talk before our service. And this, uh, one Sunday a month, we devote our service to praying for people with illness, uh, or caregivers, <coughs> or <coughs> the patients themselves. And uh, and this can be long-term, short-term, it doesn't matter if you've got a sickness or an illness. Uh, we offer those prayers. Normally we do that on the last Sunday of the month. However, last Sunday, uh, <coughs> because of my return from Seattle, uh, we have to postpone it. So we're going to do our prayer for the for ill this morning. So before we begin our service, let us close up our our Dharma talk by chanting together NAMU MYOHO DENGE kyo, three times. And leave your microphones on so that we can have a big sound cloud and uh, chant uh, with a big voice and a big heart. Okay? So all together. NAMU MYOHO DENGE kyo. Namu 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 Thank you. I'm going to turn the recording off and uh, then i